Gangs! What's up, y'all? Welcome back to Two Dope Teachers and a Mic. We are here. We are here. We are actually... Should we tell them we're at work? We we are at work. We are in our, back in our f- official studios. That's right. That's right. And, at the home studios. And you're going to see pictures of um, our official studios if you look at us at Two Dope Teachers on Instagram. Um, the good news is the boxes are gone. The boxes are gone, but, but we've got some other stuff. we got a lot of other stuff. So I'm looking behind me. I see a lovely picture of some mountain. Yes. I would venture to say it's in Colorado. Maybe. What else we got? We got... We got, like, Venice. That's yeah. not Venice. I'm going to feel dumb, but I think yeah. that's Venice. I think that's Venice. Uh, an aqueduct? It looks like an aqueduct. <laughs> it's a small <laughs> one. Um, some dude playing a guitar. Yeah. Ostensibly in Europe. He looks like he's probably he's like got from Harry hair. Potter. Yeah, he, he, like, he's one of the best. Oh, we got guys. Big Ben. Big Ben. Big Ben. Shout out. Shout out to Big Ben. And got me. I don't know where that is. I don't is. know what that is. So we have a bunch of pictures that ostensibly are being used to beautify the school. Uh, we also have we also have a stack of clocks. What would you say, fifteen or twenty clocks? Yeah, at least. So clocks and of the world, and they're all ticking <laughs> right all now. Ticking. So the last episode, you may have picked up some hammering noises as the roof of my old house yeah, yeah, was being yeah. replaced, and so now we have uh, ticking clocks. So if you are driving and you hear a random ticking. Your car has it's not fine. been booby trapped. I think you're okay. <laughs> I think it's just what we Why's got going on here. Why is my car taking? Where does that ticking noise Where's come from? Those are the kind of things that like drive teachers crazy. <laughs> like you're in the middle of your stress, and then you got like this incessant ticking noise. <laughs> like my first year teaching in this school, there well, we didn't have AC. Shout out to DPS for getting us AC. Heating and cooling units. Heating and cooling units. Oh, that's right, because it's not actually <laughs> it's AC. Not actually <laughs> that's AC. right. On blast. Hashtag on blast. Uh, so I had to keep my windows open. Yes. And so in August, it was always, like, brutal. And so I'd open, I would open the window, and sometimes there was these people who lived across the street that would leave their dog out all day. And it would just bark. And so it would just bark and bark and bark. And I remember I had this kid, Manny, who, like, he... He had some challenges yes. regarding patience yeah. and anger yes, management. Yes. I remember him getting up and going to the window. Yo, shut up! <laughs> <laughs> but it was that kind of thing. If I was having a bad day or if I was overwhelmed or if I was behind or I was, like, stressed out, yeah. this dog would be barking, barking like crazy. And, and I love dogs. So before you sick PETA on us, we, I, I have a dog. You have a dog? I have a dog. Franz. What kind of dog you Franz. That's Franz. right. Franz Fanon. Franz. Yeah. He's half, uh, he's Labrador. And uh, we think part golden retriever. Okay. Or not golden retriever. What am I talking about? Great Dane. Great Great Dane. Dane. That's a large dog. He's big. See, I have a policy. And my dog has to be a dog I can overpower when it goes Cujo. Yeah, you're not, <laughs> right. you definitely can get that yep. with your dog. My dog's seven pounds. He's uh, get we call his his name is Kiko. We call him Gangster Kiko. Gangster. But when he's in trouble, his full name is Francisco Javier. Francisco, Francisco Javier. Javier, and he knows it. He'll like he slink around. So, and he's part Chihuahua and part Papillon, and all bark and no bite. My boy has no teeth. He's an old <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, I saw him. I saw him. Yeah. Oh yeah, you met Kiko. Got, That's he right. He got no teeth. He got no teeth. Yeah. So yeah, but Franz, yeah. So so I imagine Kiko's roughly the size of Franz's head. Yeah, yeah, roughly, <laughs> roughly about there. Franz would probably love to annoy Kiko. Yeah, like that's what Franz does. He gets around older dogs. Yeah, it just like annoys them so until my, they're like, "Please get this dog away from me." So my father-in-law's dog is much younger, and yeah. she's a larger dog. Like she's part shepherd and part like she's a rescue. So who knows what's yeah, in that yeah, dog? Yeah, yeah. And the way that she gets Kiko to play with her is that she gets in his face and he growls, and she gets in his face and he growls. <laughs> 
and then he just loses it and chases her, yeah. and she's like, "This is what I this wanted all along." That's how Franz is. Yeah, it's great. It's great. I'm gonna kill you. It's great. I guess we'll avoid the conversation of whether dogs are like their like, like owners their or anything, because you seem pretty jolly in that way. That I you guess. Would, that you just want to play with. I people. just want to play, and I'm just like unpleasant and cantankerous. <laughs> like when I'm here, I, I just want to let everybody know out here. First of all, welcome back, uh, teachers in the That's Denver it. metro area. That's it. Back, uh, back to business. And now everybody just like threw their electronic devices no! and unsubscribed and wrote us an acid review on iTunes because they don't want to be back. Um, w- look, we're with you. Like uh, Kevin and I were talking a couple days ago, and part of the reason we're getting on the mic today is that I just, I'm like, dude, I have the worst attitude <laughs> about being here. I have the worst attitude. And I know I need to be thankful about having a job and having this job specifically. <laughs> yes, yeah. But, you know, I spent all summer moving, and it's, like, been no break. And so uh, so I was like, well, how do – I just need to – I need to give myself a timeline yeah. on this bad yeah. attitude and, and then let it go and get into the work that I got to do. That's it. This That's was it. your idea to get into the catharsis episode. The catharsis yeah, episode. Also, hey, we're calling it our duty-free lunch episode. Duty-free lunch. Because we are recording this during the school day, but we are on our duty-free lunch. Duty-free. And so, uh, so we get we get to kind of do this. So uh, let's let's run back through our uh, our policies regarding this podcast. Yeah, do we yeah. remember them. We got. I remember them. Hey, I, uh, feel free to write these down and post them on our Facebook. Let, page. Remind us if some of you remind know us. back in the day. Uh, so policy number one: we operate on anonymity. That's we right. tell you our names, but if we have any guests, they're not going to. Or if they want to, it's up they to can, them. They can, they can. Right? We don't want people to lose their jobs. That's right. Because some of this is sensitive stuff. Some of this is sensitive stuff. Right? And we, while we have a, a principal who's very supportive of our work, uh, we, we understand, understand that uh, taking a political stand is tough for, for some of you in your schools. Although, we're going to address that a little bit today. Yeah, we're going to yeah. put you in a slightly uncomfortable zone yeah. today for a little bit. Yeah. All right, policy number two. We don't cuss. We keep it clean. We don't cuss. We keep it clean. Keep it PG. So we we had a guest on recently that was like, well, you, you can edit that out. Yeah, we're like, actually, <laughs> no, we, don't, know how to we don't really know how to do that. And that's why um, we have young people listening to uh, the podcast. We have our, more importantly, we have our spouses. Yes, yes, who are very uh, critical. They're like, they, they got things to say about us. Yes, always. <laughs> do we have a third policy? Third policy? I don't know. Do we have a third policy? So tweet us at Two Dope Teachers. <laughs> if we have a third policy. If we think of one, we will tell you. It'll be you. fun is if we could have people like like get at us with the rules we apparently live by, <laughs> but that we haven't like noticed that but they have. You know? be like uh, bell hooks. <laughs> yes, uh, we have. Yes, we have a uh, we have a, a strict rule that we must refer to bell hooks at some point yes, in the episode. Yeah, that's that's I think of the Jeff Duncan Andrade is getting there, yes. but but bell bell. I told you I've, I've probably said this every episode. She tweeted back at us. We need to. We got to get a hold of. Her. Yeah, we got to get hey, a hold of her. Bell hooks. Call us. Call us. We'd Call love us. to do a short interview with you. <laughs> we know you're on Twitter. Anybody who knows Bell Hooks, get her in touch you, with us. Yeah, tell, tell her to hit us up. Um, so we are merely two public school teachers in the Denver Let's area. Uh, between us, we have, what do we have? Like We're going into our 30th is, year I'm between starting, us? Yeah, year 12 for me. Year 12. Year, year 19 for me. So, so 31, like 31 years. years. Together, we are one we're very smart We're almost Baskin and person. Robbins. We're almost Baskin and Robbins. <laughs> of, at the, is that 31 flavors? 32. Oh, it is. 31. It is thirty-one flavors. I it, See, I was gonna thirty-one or thirty-two. 31 See, I flavors? thought it was like thirty-seven, but that—that's a <laughs> weird, that's a weird number. I don't know. Uh, we're also dressed in our revolutionary best today. That's hot. Uh, tell tell them what you're wearing. I'm I'm repping uh, the legend Bob Marley. Feels like looks like you've had that T-shirt had for, for, for a, a good minute. For a good minute. I think my minute. parents brought it back from a like trip they went. Oh, there someplace. you go. There you go. It's like you <laughs> like this. You like this. <laughs> and what are you wearing? Well, why don't you why don't you tell the people what I'm wearing? He's got a a. 
a fiery red shirt on it with the number seven. It's got an SF logo, and on the back it has uh, the man Holland. It has Kaepernick. Yep. Right? So Kaepernick. 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 You know how black people are. <laughs> <laughs> That's my boy, Kaepernick. That's Kaepernick. That's Kaepernick. How do, you, how do you spell that anyway? How do you spell that? Don't worry about it. Don't matter. That's all right. Well, in my community, we just say Cap because Cap- Kaepernick is a lot for us. Yeah, to that's deal a with. lot. That's a lot. Yeah, he's my favorite football player right now. He's holding it down. Uh, you know, uh, and we we disagree about this a we, little we've bit. We've been talking about. We disagree this. a little this bit. A hard I'm, one. I am boycotting the NFL. He's boycotting the NFL. Uh, and I'm, I'm having a hard time. I'm gonna boycott everybody except for the Broncos. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna boycott, every, and I'm definitely boycotting the other teams. Yeah. So so uh, so and Roger Goodell, we know you're listening. You you need to talk to the owners. And make sure that Colin Kaepernick gets a, a quarterbacking job. Because if he doesn't, I will not be watching this season. You're like, I'm done. I'm, I'm done. done. I'm done. But it, like, makes sense. You know, like, the people who own football teams. Yeah. Like, the people who are in charge, even our dear, sweet John Elway. Yeah. You know, we know where they stand on a lot of this we stuff. We know where They're they like, stand. They're like, blue lives matter. We're going to stand up. We know where they stand. You know, and, and uh, so, you know, Cap, Cap put the target on his back, yep. you know. Football is like this man southern thing, yeah. you know, and, and and Cap Cap took it on himself and he knew what was coming. He knew. He knew. You know, what was and that coming. and that's I think the thing that I most appreciate about him. I have a, my friend Naja. Shout out to Naja, college roommate. Yeah. You better be listening to my co- podcast fool, otherwise I'm gonna come <laughs> oh, find you. you We've known each other out. for so long and you don't listen to this, like I'm gonna I'm gonna get you. That's messed up. Uh, he refers to, to to Cap as soul brother number one. And Kaepernick has never done anything other than to state why he was kneeling he is not demanding a job he is not calling uh, calling out um discriminatory practices in the nfl um he's he's doing what he's doing and like the thing i think i most respect about him is he's willing to walk away from all this yeah he's um, willing to give it up in and, the uh, in the interest of a larger interest of a larger calling and he's put what i love about him is beyond that you know what we see is this brother has put his his it, himself into the movement. That's right. He's given money That's to right. Black Lives Matter. That's he's right. He's sent money to Haiti. Yep. He, he's he's and putting he's just his money where his mouth he's is. He's doing the work. He's doing the work. Doing the work. You know, and I think it has to be admired, you know, and in our school we value taking action. Yeah. This brother said, there's something critically wrong That's in right. this country. That's right. There's something critically wrong, and I'm going to make a statement. I'm going to use my uh, voice to make a statement. <clears throat> I'm going to practice freedom of speech. My the organization that I work for has no policy against what I'm doing, yep. right? And I will I'll take the backlash that comes yeah. at me. Yeah. And so big and that, shout out to Cap. We will take right. you on the podcast. We'd love that's to find right. out what his education oh, experience is like. We got, we got a tweet. How he at got Cap. politicized? You know, tweet at Cap because he's an interesting guy. I relate to a lot of what he's talking about. As a guy who's multi ethnic, as a guy who sort of grew up as a fish out of water, culturally yeah. speaking. Um, and how he sort of arrived at a moment at a critical juncture in his life where social justice mattered. And he found himself. Yeah. And he, and he did. And, and it's, I, like, I'd love to know the thought process to that first day when he Just said, Just be so I'm educational. So you know, educational. and it, it reminds me of, like, Tommy Smith and John Carlos. Like, yeah. if you've seen, like, the uh, ESPN 3030 that they did on them, they talked about, like, how it was very, like, quick process. It was yeah. like, 
okay, let's put these gloves on that's and right. raise our that's black right. fist. That's right. You know, and even a little known fact, the white dude yeah. who was Australian yeah. who was even that wearing a like, human rights yep. badge. Yep, yep. You know, but but I think we, we often ignore athletes mm-hmm. and like, we will just, sh- uh, like, what do they say? Shut up and sing to yeah. liberals, right? Yeah. Just shut up and play. Yep. So I don't care what your thoughts yep. are. Yep. But those same people will be like, Muhammad Ali was the greatest. Yeah. I have so much respect for Muhammad or, or, Ali. Or when, uh, who's the uh, who's the guy from uh, from the Chicago Blackhawks that he's like this big time like anti-Obama oh, guy? Oh, yeah. Is it Patrick yeah, Kane? He, he, is it Patrick someone, Kane? Someone, I don't know hockey. So, so like, and with apologies to Patrick Kane if this is incorrect. But Patrick Kane was, was constantly speaking out against Obama and refused when the Blackhawks won the Stanley Cup, refused to go to, go to the White House. And there was no outcry about respecting the office of the presidency oh, no, then, no. and there was no outcry about you know supporting our president then. That's right. And so it's it's a pretty interesting like, and I found some of the things that he said about Obama to be very unsavory and objectionable. But at the same time, like in the same way that I celebrate Kaepernick taking his stand and and indicating that he's got a political identity. Yep. I, I can't tell Patrick Kane that he can't have no, a political no. identity. And or Kurt uh, but, Schilling. Yeah, or Kurt David Schilling. Kurt Schilling. Yeah. Up. That dude said Ooh. a bunch of stuff about Obama, yeah, right? He lost his job, he though, and, his and job. he needed to lose his job. <laughs> he needed to lose his job. But it, so it's it's one of those things, like, where is the outcry yeah. um, when it comes to, you know, that? And I think, I think increasingly one of the sad things about where we are right now in this moment is that we, we are sort of sliding towards tribalism, like a, kind of a cynical, hostile tribalism. We really are. Um, I'm well, a believer in a measure of tribalism, but not not where it's going. Not right as it's now. the ultimate defining factor that separates right. us. You know, like right. it's it's crazy. It's crazy. You know, when we start to think about where it's headed. Mm-hmm. You know, and and I think um, like to I think it's a good transition to our next topic. Yes. About uh, some of you guys, I'm sure all of you actually some know uh, about the events that happened in Charlottesville over the yep. uh, about le- a week past ago. Weekend. About a week ago. Yeah, about a week ago. And, uh, you know, I feel like, um, you know, we're seeing the results of a lot of this stuff, we you are. know, playing out. We are. And people buying into, like, antiquated views that we have pushed past, yeah, right? Absolutely. That we have pushed past. And I think the question for us as teachers is how do we deal with Charlottesville? That's right. That's and, right. And this is going to be, you know, like every year, I think, I can't remember what we started with last year. I think it was just Black Lives Matter stuff. We did. We did. But, uh, I think that was the episode that we lost. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The yeah, lost we did episode. Do a Black Lives episode. The lost episode. That was a great episode. Oh, so good. If you guys could hear it, you'd be amazed. Man, you would agree with us. But this is like the same scenario. It really so is. So we're a year down the road. And, and now we have people pushing back against, like, people who are saying, okay, if you're going to say Black Lives Matter, we've said Blue say, Lives Matter, yeah. we've said All Lives Matter, yeah. if you're going to have um, pride in being black, yeah. then we're going to have pride in being white, and we're going to yeah. stand up for... Uh, against the changes that we see as being that's so right, negative that's right. in and our so, country. And we'll address um, sort of these questions of false equivalency as they sort of come up. And, yeah, I mean, I think I think the last few days have been uh, relatively dark. Um, the president of these United States uh, tweeted something that was kind of interesting. We'll get to that in a yeah, little bit. Yeah. Uh, just today, just about a couple hours before uh, recording today. And, you know, I think I think when we look back, and when we're retired and living off of our riches from this podcast oh, yes. and all the books we're going to write oh, yes. and all of the fame and fortune. And Don't forget our retirement. And we're kicking back on our <laughs> yeah on that sweet retirement um, when we're sitting there on the on a beach somewhere um, collecting money. Uh, I think we're going to reflect back on this moment in in the history of education as a really seminal moment because because I think teachers are in the crosshairs and we are at the crossroads and we are in 
we are between that proverbial rock and a hard place. That's right, that's right. Where I believe that traditional interpretations of our profession, we have to interrogate those now. Yeah. Um, and, and, I, and I, like, as teachers of color, we've always felt the need to interrogate the underlying assumptions of our work and what schools need to be. But I really think we're going to look back at this time period and say, wow, like, things really changed they, there. They have. And that I comes mean. down to y'all, listeners. So uh, before we launch into our discussion of uh, Charlottesville and its implications for the classroom, just want to remind you, you can reach us lots of different ways. Uh, email us, twodopeteachers at gmail.com. Uh, you can also find us on Twitter and Instagram at twodopeteachers, and then like us on Facebook. And, and uh, we have a few resources on um, how we address social justice teaching and that kind of thing yeah. as we kind of go forward. Um, shout out to um, okay so yesterday I just have to bring this up oh <laughs> <laughs> so um, y- yesterday there was um, our school district had a, a district wide uh, values web- webinar yes. kind of thing that was going on and um, and they invited us to tweet um, live tweet at them um, and that kind of thing and so and and so and they were reading the tweets that they liked, and we were tweeting like crazy. Yeah. We were sending all kinds of stuff, and nev- never heard anything. We never got back. shot out. But one thing I want to just uh, one thing I was happy about was to see all the new sort of followers kind of stumbling into uh, this. Was two dope teachers? I'm sure they just think that we're trolling. Yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, but to be able to tweet during that time, and um, and for those of you who jumped on and started following us on Twitter, we hope you're checking out this episode, um, and we hope you talk back to us at some point. So uh, that's how you reach us um they, we're at this, this moment where there is so much that we need to talk about we're gonna we're, we're gonna be uh sitting down with some some members some big people coming we do big people we do uh in the coming episodes we hope to sit down with uh city with uh school board candidate tay anderson yeah. uh young brother from man yo Eight, high school 18 years old 18 years y'all. old and you talk about somebody who wants to be the change uh, so he's going to sit down with us in the coming yeah. weeks. Uh, we'll be sitting down with some members of Black Lives Matter 5280 yeah. Um, yeah. here in Denver and talk about the work that they are hoping to do and, and uh, how we can bring their, their message into the schools in a powerful and, uh, and uh, affirming way. And um, we just got a lot going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So today we got Char- Charlottesville. Uh, we're going to blend that with a little bit of teaching Trump. Trump is related to it. And of course, you know, we we are going to be teaching in two and a half days. Less than that now. Less than <laughs> or, that or, now. Well, I, guess, I, I guess know, the more time days. we spend school days, yeah. Yeah, it's great. That's like like we have like a, a day and change to to get ready. So we're gonna talk a little bit about what we're going through. That's it. Um, and we and we hope to send you off with different ways that uh, that you can stay hashtag woke. Stay woke. Stay throughout woke the year, right? throughout the year. So, so some stuff went down. Some stuff went down. Some stuff went down. So though I'm pretty sure everybody knows uh, what's happening but but for those of you who maybe were out of the country off the planet just like <laughs> I'm tired of cable news or just <laughs> or just you know I've been I've been disconnected from the internet for like a week yeah and yeah. so maybe 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 you don't have a TV or internet and maybe you have disavowed uh, all media at this that's point right. that's right um, but there's a really terrible incident that happened in uh, Charlottesville uh, last weekend uh, which ended with a man driving his car into a crowd um, of demonstrators. The, the initial demonstration was a white supremacist gathering yeah. of neo-Nazis. Uh, so the they Ku Klux were protesting Klan was the there, removal of Robert E. Lee statue. Protesting the removal of a Robert E. Lee statue, and um, and there was a clash that occurred with uh, <coughs> protesters who 
thought that it was perfectly fine to remove a Robert E. Lee statue, and uh, and it ended with uh, with one fatality that was um, a part of that particular demonstration. Um, so clearly, this is probably you know I was listening to Angela Rye, who is amazing. Yes, and she, yes. She's, Check so out her podcast on one with it Angela Rye because she's it's on one because it's fire. Um, are there noises out there? Uh, there was a disturbance outside. There's a the disturbance studio. outside the studio. I think something happens to us. Good. They got us. That's right. They, they, they got, got us. us. That's that's right. We didn't go. We will always go quietly. Um, uh, so uh, you know, and and you know, she was sort of talking about this really um, powerful moment, expression of white rage, right? Yep. And uh, and we know that as teachers, we're going to come into classrooms where this is on some kids' minds, especially yep. those, like kids at our school do really follow this stuff and they do really want to talk about it. So we're going to talk a little bit about how we can kind of get to that. So, um, so yeah, uh, one of the things you've mentioned was um, this need to kind of like how we react to it, right? Yeah. Yeah, and um, and I think that's the I think that's the first thing. When kids walk into our classes, I mean, I'm teaching a class on hip hop culture, and I'm teaching ethnic studies courses, yep. and I'm teaching history classes. The kids are going to want to talk about this. Yep. So, what's your sense of how you plan to react to it? You know, I, I I want the kids to know that there was this powerful event that happened right before school started, right, and that there's lots of different perspectives on this event, right. right? I don't want like I feel like in the media, what I've seen is like there's the this this belief that this somehow represents like this uprising, right? And, and in my opinion, I still think these people are a, a, a really small minority, yeah. Right? In terms of people who are openly like, do I think people have racist attitudes? Yeah, but do I think that people are willing to walk around chanting uh, uh, blood over blood and soil, and you know, wow, you will never overtake us, and, and things the, like that? And the Jews will not replace us. And to us. be out there and to to be showing your face, right? And and uh, show up to work. That's what I wondered. What happened when you show that's, back up to that's work? Been, that's been the right. best thing. Is uh, that Twitter is amazing because they're just tweeting out pictures yeah. of all these hey, people. Hey Doug, hey, hey Doug, <laughs> we need to talk to you about yeah. what. What did you do this past weekend? Yeah. Yep. I went to a rally. Yeah. Well, we saw you on TV, right? Yeah. And, and and you know, I'm glad to know who these people are, and I want them to express their views. But I I want the kids to know. Like, look, you live in a society that's multicultural, and yeah. you're dealing with people from lots of different cultures. And, you know, my class, Central to Cultures, is really about helping students to gain cultural competence and become intercultural that's students, right. right? That's right. And so, ultimately, I want them to understand these different perspectives. Yeah. And then to, to understand that the reaction that I see from the dominant media shouldn't necessarily mean fear in my heart. Like, right. I don't want kids to be afraid yeah. of stuff. Yeah, and some of those worried, images were you know? intense. Because yeah. like I think it pushed back and it says, don't go to these protests, right? Yeah. Don't go to protests, right? White supremacists. Let them have their space. Yeah. Right? And that somehow you're bad. And and um I don't want them to react to yeah. that. I want them to engage in this stuff and to confront yeah. and to be open to having a dialogue, you know. Um because I think that's how we grow right. as individuals is we have to talk to these people. We have to be able to talk. Right. Not fight, not yell, not paper sp- pepper spray each other, right. and hit each other. And so I want kids to to have a, a measured reaction mm. and not just like, oh my god, I'm so worried, I'm so outraged. Either yeah. way, either way, you yeah. know, I feel like we live in a society where people are constantly like, oh my god, this is the end of the North. It was North Korea last week, right? Yeah. <laughs> now this, we're in a we're race so, war. We're sort we've, of... we've gone through. We've, <laughs> The Russians have taken us over. And so apropos of nothing, 
<laughs> do you, did you see the uh, the statement from um, some North Korea like minister who basically said that Donald Trump is a child and needs to calm down? Yeah. I don't know. Like here, here's the thing: is that I, I will I will like I really want our president to do well um, <laughs> because our president doing badly is bad for all of us. Yes. Right. Yes. But when North Korea is telling you to calm down. I don't know. I, I like that. That is just like. I, I just feel like we're living in this age of just like fear. Of like, yeah. It, it was Russia. It's North Korea. Mm-hmm. It's now, now there's a race war. Mm-hmm. It's like, what is it going to be next week? Who knows, uh, oh, right? It's going to be whatever and, gets it, tweeted out. And, and I don't know, like, if how if all of this is a, a reaction to Donald Trump and that yeah. people are feeling really insecure. But I think, you know, part of our job as teachers, especially for kids of color who feel insecure Already. all the time, Already. right? You know, and, and some of them, you know, they're like, oh, worried about race war. But, like, we still don't got nothing to eat in, at home. Yeah, I mean, yeah, exactly. Now, how can I create a space where I want them to be able to be like, I'm ready to learn. Yeah, and there, there are these distractions, right? So very quietly, within the context of all this other stuff happening, um, there has been some landmark, like, voting laws that are being rolled back. Yeah. And, um, Jeff and Sessions is leading an investigation into right. uh uh, affirmative action and yeah. how white students have been discriminated against. Yeah, and and so it's it's one of those things where it's it is that kind. Of, it, so I'm I'm struggling a little bit because on the one hand, like this is going to surprise everybody out here. I'm not a confrontational person. I don't <laughs> like having shouting matches, yeah. and I don't like fighting with people, and I don't like when people are mad at me. <laughs> um, and so on the one hand, I realize that that's sometimes a blind spot, right? Where whether I've been in a staff meeting or whether I've been at some gathering or whatever where something uh, objectionable has been said and yep. I've just chosen yep. not to yep. speak out on it. And in my mind, I kind of downplay a lot of this stuff. Yep. But, this, it's, but so, and on the other hand, there have been times that it is like hair on fire. It's like, this is the end of everything. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, like... You know, people making jokes on social media about the first day of school. Do we still have to come to school if there's a nuclear holocaust? You know, like, <laughs> so it's like things like that. No, it's not funny, but it's funny, it's right? Funny, but it's kind of funny. So, so, I mean, I think that measured reaction is interesting because I think on the one hand, um, we do want our kids to learn to model that behavior to kind of be that difference. On, on the other hand, some things are just wrong. Yeah. And you, and you just got to be able to call it out and have the uncomfortable fight and and do that kind of thing. So so that's one thing that's been kind of interesting to me. And so I don't think anybody out there doubts that this is a teaching moment. The, the question is, what are we teaching in this moment? You know, to me in my class, it's ultimately teaching about communication and, yeah. and, and understanding each other's backgrounds mm-hmm. and our positions, right? And these people, you know, I grew up in the South. And so, like, this heritage, right. not hate stuff, right. Confederate flag right. yep. has been flown. Like, uh, growing up in Georgia over yep. the schools that I went to, yep. over the Georgia Dome. I don't yep. think it's flown there anymore over the Georgia Dome. Yeah, one would um, hope. <laughs> uh, but, you know, like, you see this stuff. And there is a valid perspective. I was talking to my wife about this. You know, we study the Civil War, and we, we come at it as this kind of modern perspective of, like, the South was in support of slavery. Right. The North was against slavery. Right. Which I think does a disservice to to the nature of racism in the United States. Yeah, no, that's because true. the North. Yeah, because there were, were racist people that's right, in that's the right. North. It's always painted as the North was where people were free. That's right. And the South is where people were enslaved. enslaved. And and I think you know there were Northerners who were just as racist fighting Absolutely. against the South, and they were fighting Absolutely. because the U.S. Uh, because they felt you can't pull out of this country, right? Yeah. And they believe in the Federalist ideas and yeah. they support those ideas. Yeah. And then you had people in the South who were like, look. 
I don't own slaves, but yeah. you came into my backyard. Yeah. You you y'all destroyed yeah. our community, right? Yeah. And we have to think about this. And 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 I'm not trying to, you know, sympathize or show like <laughs> yeah, empathy. Put, put down your phones, but, guys. But put the down reality your phones. <laughs> is is that Southerners were going through things. And like one of my favorite lines um, from Immortal Technique is he has this line. I can't remember the song, but he's like, if there was war in, in, in Washington Heights, I'd be fighting, you know, and it wouldn't be mm-hmm. for America. Yeah. It's not for racist ideas. Yeah. It's because yeah. you're in my neighborhood yeah. and you're attacking the people who right. are close to right. me. And, and, and I think, you know, all of this stuff plays out to reconstruction. Yep. Right. When, when, Rutherford B. Hayes, I was talking to one of our colleagues, and she was like, when he said, I will leave you be, we aren't going to tell you what to do anymore, right. right? There wasn't a standard for what does it mean to be equal in America. That's right. Because what people forget is after Reconstruction, like, the southern states were writing the most progressive constitutions yeah. in the country. Yeah. Giving yeah. everybody the right to vote yep. without sort of, like, any sort of limits to that yep. right to vote. Yep. Women, people of color, everybody yep. had the right to vote. Yep. You know, they had uh, large amounts of African Americans being voted into right. office. And so it shows that for a moment, things were changing. Things were changing. And, and right. we pulled back. And I think it goes back to us as teachers. It's like, we do shape the society, you know? And, yeah. and in a way, how and you can argue against how the North went about it, you know? How do you go about reconstruction yeah. and make people feel good and That's accepted right. in part, yep. right? Um, well, and you, and, you know, as you talk about this kind of, I wouldn't call it a false narrative, but it is an overgeneralized narrative about um, the heritage of the North and the South in this country. Like you even go to um, you even go to the civil rights movement and there were there were more racially motivated bombings in Boston than there were in Birmingham. Right. And so so this notion that. Um, the South stands for racism and the North stands for freedom. It's, it's, it's I, a little I, I problematic. It becomes problematic. It becomes you know? problematic. It becomes, and, and, you know, going back to like we were talking about Killer Mike when we heard him on, <laughs> on Politically Reactive. We yes, Politically Reactive with uh, W. Kamau Bell and Hari Kondabolu. Good but, stuff. But, but it, you know, like Killer Mike was making the point. He's like, I got no problem with them. He's like, we need to come together because we, we, in some ways, are more alike than not, you know. You got poor white folks. That's in right. the South, That's right. who live in the same conditions as poor black folks right. who have given, give, been given a false divide, yeah. right? Yeah. And, and and that's what I hope to teach my kids from Charlottesville, yeah. is that we are told a whole bunch of stuff about who we're supposed to be, mm-hmm. what our culture is. We always don't know that history of what it really means, and we tie ourselves to things that aren't really connected to us. So, like, we feel like we have some sort of stake in a Robert E. Lee statue right. that really doesn't connect to... And, and, and people like um, the Laura Ingerham on Fox News talking oh, about, boy. oh, what's the next step? They're going to be right. uh, digging up Confederate graves. I'm like, nobody's arguing that. Nobody <laughs> right. has said that. Right. But I will just gonna go to... Are we going to tear down the George Washington yeah, monument? Yeah, in, in Germany... You know, like, oh, so so yeah. let's just go to winners and losers, right? Yeah. In history. Yeah, yeah right. In Germany, the one statue to anybody in the Third Reich. So this is interesting, because I don't know if you heard this on, um, I think it was on PRI's The World uh-huh. yesterday. Um, so yesterday was, either yesterday or today, no, maybe it was today. I think uh-huh. I heard it this morning uh, driving in. Today, I think, is uh, Rudolf Hess's birthday. Yes. Right? Yes. And there's this big controversy over a march that a bunch of neo-Nazis yeah. in Germany want to do regarding Rudolf Hess. Here's the thing: is that it's always been sort of commemorated, like there's the people have gathered yes, at his yeah, grave, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, and that kind of thing. And so, so that was just a really interesting thing to think about because it's like, well, yeah, no, we're not going to dig up graves. You are free to commemorate these people. Um, but when it comes to a big demonstration uh, sanctioned by the state, 
it's it, it becomes a little bit more of a problem. I mean, it's saying something. It's 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 it it's conveying ultimate message. And then there's a whole other thing. If you guys have seen the coverage, I think it it made blatantly clear what white privilege is. <laughs> right. You have these white supremacists. Budging up against cops with pushing shields, cops. pushing them. Hands riot, on the cops. Riot police, and the cops are hands off. They don't have their yeah. pepper spray. Yeah. I don't see them banging their nightsticks yep. on their shields. Yep. It looks nothing like Ferguson. Yep. I didn't see nothing. tear canisters That's right. That's being right. shot at That's people. Right. That's I, didn't, right. I didn't see any That's of that. Right. I didn't see people getting arrested. Yep. I didn't see them marching down the street, clearing people out nope. with the tanks and the the armored vehicles. Yeah. I didn't see any of that. Yeah. I saw them letting white boys push up against them, and they were doing like we do. Oh, this is just just really they're angry upset with... and we have to understand why they're upset yeah. but you can't understand why young black right. kids that's are right. in the streets that's right that's right after they've seen their peers be repeatedly shot down yeah. or denied the rights yeah that yeah they are told in school that are guaranteed to everybody the things that make this country so be proud this country's great yep this is the greatest country in the world you should be thrilled yeah right yeah I couldn't have said it better myself. <laughs> like, no, I mean, that's right. That's but right. You, you watch it. It's like, <laughs> this, wait. We are two dope teachers, so and we are on one. They, I, they, we are on one. I was like, okay, so, Bert, they're about to beat him, right? Yeah. I, why are they beating him? <laughs> like, this is... Well, in 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 the same uh, those ranchers that took over that land yeah. in, Mon- go, in go, Montana, yeah, or, yeah. Uh, or Nevada, Nevada, or something like that. I mean, first of all, nobody lives out there, <laughs> but but it was the same deal, and that was that the like there's a real juxtaposition between how they were treated as a takeover of national land versus how uh, uh, protesters of the Dakota Access pipeline, pipeline were, taken, were treated. treated. Um, you know, they didn't Absolutely. have fire hoses turned on them in Absolutely. freezing weather. Like it was, you know, the dogs turned on them. Private organizations or private entities being hired to yeah. come and police and abuse them. Yeah. I mean, it's 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 crazy. I mean, I think so. I think about um, I think about the classroom, right? And I think about how we have now started moving away from a fact based, evidence based. Um, collection of knowledge yes. um, where it's it's not about finding evidence and forming a position it's about forming a position and aligning evidence that works that for you right and so i think that um, i think one of the things that that i think is incredibly valuable um, to have students do is to really it's really engage in kind of a reflective um, process of what the historical context of all this stuff is right um, i saw a meme memes are great i saw yeah. a meme of um, d day right um, and there's all these all these soldiers getting off of the boat, and and they're armed, and they have all their gear on, and it says anti-fascists on the way to disrupt a peaceful uh, white supremacist so rally. rally. That's I mean it's perfect, right? And it, and someone said we literally fought a war over this, we did, <laughs> like, right? And we, these people are like, oh, that's somehow our heritage. Yeah, like this Nazi heritage yeah. is part of who we are as a country. Yeah, and and these are the same people who are like honor the greatest generation you yeah. know and I I, I I I don't know because I don't know these people but I, yeah. I'd wager that if some of them went to some of their great grandparents and were like yeah. 
oh, I was waving around a swastika, <laughs> they would be like, what is wrong with you? Yeah, exactly. Well, you know, and it's, exactly. It's, it's, it's so funny, you know, how all of this stuff emerges. And again, that justification, it's heritage, not hate. Yeah. It's who we are. So now the Nazis are part of your heritage? Yeah, yeah, right, exactly. And that's who you, you know, are? And, and I, think, I think there's a very valid um, idea around the notion of white male working class rage, right? Yep. And I think um, I think I remember hearing some political analysts kind of talk about this a little bit. But I think I think that this deepens the responsibility that teachers have to bring these topics into the classroom and say, "Look, we are we are talking about these things because we do not." We can have differences, yep. and we can celebrate the diversity of this country, but, but it cannot turn into violence. It cannot it turn into people driving their cars into a crowd of, of, of unarmed demonstrators, right? Um, on, on the same podcast, on, on Angela Rye's podcast, she also played a long uh, long sort of uh, excerpt of, of uh, Barack Obama's Philadelphia speech. Yes, yes. And it was just really interesting to listen to that, because I think that I've got many critiques for former President Obama, but but the way that he spoke to racial issues it's very hard to have a problem with it, it, well, it he was he was talking about he was being real but he was also together. saying you know we got to think about how we're going to move forward together and we have to we have to think about the fact that we all have history that we come from and i think the more we attempt to understand the walks of all of our kids that come into the classroom but yep. also to say look in charlottesville something very specific happened one side perpetrated the death of a person from another side and and that is where the equivalency ends, it's. right? Because there's one group um, who had a representative who and and you know whatever that he's been labeled whatever all this yep, other yep, kind of yep. stuff. But like, but there was one side that actually took somebody's life. In 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 in, in, in the name of their their quote in unquote the name cause. of this cause, you know. And I think it'd be the same in the, on the left, right? Yeah. You know, when you see history where where like. And I love this quote. I can't remember who made it, you know, but um, your ideology becomes a problem when it starts to become oppressive to right. me, right? That's when you right. start to take That's away right. my rights, That's you can right. have your ideology. Right. I love your, you to have your ideology. Just don't dehumanize but me. Just don't dehumanize if your me. Ideal, if your ideology somehow dehumanizes me, right. then that is that is not Marcus, an ideology. Marcus Garvey and the KKK we're, we're trying to fuse a way to work together, right? <laughs> it was like, you don't want us here. And we don't want to be here. We don't want to be here. <laughs> so we'd love some some communication. Help us out. On how we we Help get it. We can all get happy about this. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you know? And, 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 but at least, you know, there's some, some conversation to say, we acknowledge that we have some differences, right? right? And But but we're not going to lead to violence, right? Yeah. We, got, we have... We have I think ultimately that's our position. Yeah. Is is I want kids to be able to critique each other. Yeah. I want them to debate passionately, yep. discuss ideas with passion and, and emotion. Mm-hmm. But I want them to stop at that point of saying, you know, I'm ready to get violent. I had a friend who texted me. Uh, we might get him on the show. A coworker, a white ally, yeah. a serious white ally. It was like. I'm ready to go beat some Nazis, right? <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, brother, I love you. Your voice is too strong yeah. to, to go down that road, you know. Yeah. And you you have a more powerful position of being able, like Malcolm said, you could do something we can't. You could go into those communities and you could speak to them. Yeah. And they're gonna hear differently than what they hear from us. Yeah. Like you know, I, I can't fix racist white people because they ain't gonna yeah. listen to me. Yeah. You know, right. I, I think that's the important part about being an ally and yeah. I think going back to bringing it into the classroom and creating a space where kids can learn to to uh, 
bring up these kind of yeah. differences in a respectful, meaningful yeah. way that leads to a greater understanding. So in, a, so in a lot of ways, a lot of our work around social justice in classrooms for children of color, the majority, they make up the majority of our classrooms, right? That's right. right. In, a, in a very real way, we still rely on white allies in the same way that we always needed to, and that is that you guys can speak a truth that is harder for us to speak. That's right. And uh, we can speak it. There are heavier consequences, and there's a le- there's a higher likelihood that we will be isolated. The only ones in our building saying these That's things. Right. If you are calling this out, and um, and as I understand it, Denver South High School has really been on kind of the cutting edge. Yep. There, there are some dope teachers yep, over there yep, yep. who are um, who are engaging in this social justice work from a place of privilege yep. and from a place. Yep. Of um, of whiteness and allyship, and it's just really great stuff. And and I think um, and I think creating that space where you can kind of say that look, you may not consider yourself akin to white supremacy, um, but I think it's important that they that that is that is educators, particularly our white educators, look at okay, yes, disavow white white supremacy, distance yourself from it, identify yourself in, as as an ally. But what we need to start looking at is from a policy perspective, what then does that mean? Does it change the way we we discuss issues like affirmative action and immigration and high school dropout rates and high school disciplinary rates? And yep. I think every school in the in in every district in Denver <sighs> yeah. is talking about discipline rates and 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 it's creating some really uncomfortable yeah, conversation. It really does. You know, so so are we are are we simply tweeting out snappy quotes from people? Which I guess that's, <laughs> I guess that's what I was doing yesterday. <laughs> Or are we going a step further and interrogating the pillars of white supremacy? Yeah, I mean, I, that's, that's, I think that's the ultimate question. We, and we have to go through this cognitive dissonance, you know, and it's, it's like how are we playing into these systems of oppression, right? In, in the littlest ways as teachers, you know, and we justify who has power and who doesn't, who should be heard, right? Whose voices matter. So when they're saying, uh, you know, Blood, blood and soil, or our streets, right? What gives them the right to say yep. our streets? That's right. That's well, it's because right. you were here longer, because you see yourself as right. as somehow having you think you built a this? privilege. Like, you built this. Yeah. You did it on your own. Yeah. The streets of Virginia were not built by white people. No, they weren't. They were built by slaves. No, they weren't. Yeah, right. Yep. You go to places like Virginia and South Carolina, and South Carolina ha- was overwhelmingly black. Yeah. It was ninety percent black. Right. That's right. Right. That's right. And, and so you you can't say whose streets are streets when these yeah. people have been here. Yeah. They've been a part of the culture. That's right. You know, but I think it goes back to that cognitive dissonance and asking where where yeah. do we involve ourselves with the very names of, of buildings? Yeah. Right. And, and I think it goes back to tearing down these statues. And yeah. maybe we've gotten to this point where we're saying we're gonna disconnect from this history. Yeah. Right. We're not saying we're gonna write off your great grandfather who who fought in the Confederacy right. valiantly. Right? right. That's that's you. That's your yeah. family. Yeah. Those are your people. Right. And and I respect that. But what we're saying is is maybe we have to think about the images that we're putting mm-hmm. forth and, and the ideas and what they're telling people about yeah. equality in our country. Well, and, here, and here's the deal. I think that anybody who serves in a military conflict is doing their best to serve um, honorably. I have a different sort of philosophy on on the on a citizen's military that I'll get into in another episode. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. but I think that I think we also need to be able to look and say, yeah, you know what? They were, they were they served honorably. A little problematic. Like we all have problematic ancestors, you know. Yep. And um and you and be know. honest about that. 
and as a and as a Mexican American person, as a Latino person, as a as an indigenous person, I know that my entire heritage is littered with collaborators in our own oppression. That's right. And I think in our community, as the quote unquote Hispanic community, I think that we are have really tried too hard for too long to have it both ways. Like we want to identify with oppression, but we also want all of the benefits of privilege. Yeah. And um, don't get me started on how a lot of people from my community voted for forty five. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's hard. It's, it's that's. And it's, so so I think that we do need to be inward looking in our communities um, and be willing to say there are some issues with the way our ancestors carried things and I, and I think that and I'm gonna say it I think that I think that our white citizens have a disproportionate amount of responsibility in, in interrogating the history of their people who yep. are here yep. you know yeah and so it, it, it's, I mean I think there's some important stuff that we have to ask questions about you know yep. and I think starting with is it should we have a statue to Robert E Lee yeah is, is he really the person that we want to hold up at this point in 2017, 2018? Yeah. Is, this, is this really what we're, we're trying to get to? Yep. Are we trying to, or are some people trying to hold on to something that they feel like, if this thing goes, I lose whiteness. And then like they're like, my culture. And I'm like, nobody coming after St. Patrick's Day. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> ain't, nobody, ain't nobody coming after Irish step dancers. That's right. Or, or telling you, when you're sitting there telling me, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm Dutch, I'm German, I'm uh, three quarters Italian. <laughs> Yeah. I, I, don't, I know I'm not good with the math, but uh, y'all know you, my white people, that's, y'all that's know like y'all two, be going like, through all your like heritage point, and telling like us everything, and I'm like, <laughs> I'm black. <laughs> my and people, where are your people means, from? I uh, wish from I knew. Atlanta, Georgia, Columbus, Georgia, uh, and uh, Tifton, Georgia. So we moved to a new neighborhood, and uh, it was just sort of funny because... Like, I haven't had this question asking me in a really, really long time. One of the neighbors, and, you know, God bless them. These are people who are really trying to do the right yeah, thing. Yeah. They ask, oh, so uh, where are you from? And we're like, oh, we're from this other part of Denver. The north side. The north side, exactly. <laughs> the, the north, north side. side. And, um, and then this person was like, oh, no, 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 I mean culturally. And I was like, oh, east side. <laughs> You know, but it was one of those things that it's kind of like culturally, east culturally, side. I'm from the east side. I, I, that because that's where then I they grew were up. Like, and, th- and <laughs> where's the east side? And my, and my wife, who is super polite and really doesn't want to make people feel bad, was kind of like, okay, well, okay, so he was born and raised here. His dad's Mexican. My, you know, I. I, I'm from Chihuahua, Mexico. She's <laughs> like, I'm sorry. I'm but sorry you know what, it. though? Culturally, yes, culturally, I have Mexican heritage, and I'm very in touch with uh, the Mexican side of my heritage. But culturally, I'm from the east side. That's, you're like, culturally, that's I'm from up. East Denver. I went to manual high school, went to all those schools, and, you know, like, culturally, like, I walk into that neighborhood. Well, okay, not anymore, but I used to be able to walk into that neighborhood and just know where everything yeah, is. So up, it's like, you, you knew the handball courts. You know what knew was the handball down. courts. Yep. Real pause. Nip, nip. The handball <laughs> courts by manual? That's, were, like, the realest I thing. Know, man. I love to go drive by there. Because I seen, I was driving by, and I, y'all can't he's, see this. He's standing and demonstrating right now. He's got <laughs> stretching. Stretching. Yeah. Handball like, serious business. My dad dude, used to play handball dude, over all there. The, all the Mexicans oh, over there, they, they oh, got man. it held down. And I, my dad, yeah, and my dad would go to City Park every now and then, play handball, and let me like wander around dude, and they, stuff. They, yeah. got it, oh, they got it on lock. Oh, they got it on I'm lock. Like, now, there's a whole serious, handball culture. That's, yeah, serious stuff. Yeah. So, so I think, you know, we're going to transition into kind of what we're expecting. Um, but, but I guess we can talk a little bit about what we would advise teachers, because I think most teachers don't want to put their heads in the ground and, pre- and wait for this thing to go away. No. Um, and so I think the number one thing, I mean, and, you know, we've talked about how Bell Hooks has to be a member of this show at some yes. point. 
Henry Giroux is up there too because yeah. I think we do have a responsibility as public intellectuals to provide the tools and the ways for for our students and sometimes their parents to process what's going on around them. So when an undocumented student comes to you, or like the parent of an undocumented student comes to you and says, "We're really afraid to send our kid to school. Like, is is there any chance that he or she could be picked up by yeah. ICE?" Yep. We are in a unique position to speak to that and say, "You know what? We." We don't know. We're not lawyers, but we can bring in resources and, and help this question be asked. Um, and so I think a lot of that is kind of our job, like how we process this. And, you know, get every content area has a way into this, yep. whether you're telling the stories in a language arts class, whether you're looking at the statistics of, of, of inequality yeah, yeah. and um, or, or whether you are mapping gentrification in your city. There are a lot of things you can do there. I think the other thing for us to, to really be thinking about is how we, again, bring intersectionality into our work and how we ensure that every single student is viewed as a complex human being with lots of different layers layers and backgrounds and allegiances and memberships. And like we talk about those things, not so we can bunker in and speak from those positions, but so that we know who we are talking to when we say the things that we have to say. Absolutely. What would you say to these teachers? You know, I'd I'd say... They teachers. What would you say say to they teachers in they schools? In they schools. (laughs) I would say you you have to teach this stuff. You have to bring up Charlottesville. And you can bring it up in a lot of different contexts, but you have you can't be afraid of it. That's right. You can't be afraid that it's controversial, yep. that it's going to anger some people. You can't be afraid that maybe uh, I've got some students who might be white nationalists, right? Yeah. They need space <laughs> to work through their ideas because I, you know, I go back to um, American History X. Yes. Right? Is is these kids are are influenced by the society that they live in. And, and this yeah. goes back to my pet peeve, you know. And, and where did he learn everything he learned? The, you know exactly. In school, in his society. In his society, that's right. And that's what, when we say, oh, these kids, they got problems. The kids got problems because we got problems. <laughs> that's right. Because they, they are the product of us. Yeah. And so that's why, and if we want to interrogate the problems that the kids are having, we have to look at the problems that we're having. Yeah. And if we can't get along, you know, we're making biased judgments about people based on their race, their class, their gender, uh, their ethnicity, their birthplace of origin, you know, all of those things. Yeah. It, it feels like then I am part of the problem. Right. And, and I've got to demonstrate to all kids yeah. that I'm here to hear your voice. Yeah. And like you said, create this intersectional space yeah. that values you. And, and I think it's also recognizing as teachers and um, even as teachers of color, like recognizing that the institutions of, of structural domination that persist in our society are very powerful. That's why they've been there for so That's long. Right. And so there are moments, man, where I feel like I'm a revolutionary, intersectional, progressive, radical teacher who's like doing the real thing and speaking the real truth and helping the kids discover like powerful things. And there's times where I am I am just reinforcing these systems of domination. Yeah. And I think we need to we need to be in a constant thought process of, okay, what did I do? Did I was I engaging in a pedagogy of liberation or was I engaging in a pedagogy of oppression? Yeah. And that is agnostic to racial background. I will say that this is something that will be perceived in white teachers more than us. Yes. Right? Yeah. Um, and I think that we have a lot of work to do in our own communities as well, but I think we need to think about that. And I think avoidance is not a, stra- a strategy. You can't. You know, you can't and false it. equivalency is not a strategy. One side says this. 
other side say this. That's right. And I, and I think that it's important that we provide like some real insight to say, you know what, that, you know, if we, I mean, can you imagine if, what if we taught the second world war as, as if there were these equal sort yeah, of agendas that, that, happening. The United States. One side believed they should do this. The other side had a different opinion. You know, it goes back to, like you said, like that that, that idea, that meme, you know, yeah. that they were showing up to disrupt a, yeah. a, a, a protest, a peaceful protest, right? But, um, you know, thinking about this idea of equivalency, yeah, the nation, the nation of Islam could be problematic, sure. right? Sure. It could be problematic. Is it anywhere... In the same neighborhood as the Ku Klux Klan. I mean, exactly. Is exactly. Any, I mean, and if you say yes, then that is false that, equivalency. That, yeah, and that I think that reflects the racism. If well, you see a, the Ku Klux Klan as the same thing as black as the black Israelites, and are they problematic? I'm not going to say they're If not you see neo-Nazis as the same as Black Lives Matter. It, it, oh, I think you're completely <laughs> off there. I feel like you're completely off. Yeah, it's, but, it, it's not the same. You know, rage is not rage. Like the, there, there is the rage that comes of generations of oppression and marginalization, and there's a rage that comes of a misinformed notion of what the society is like around you, and and I think it's just a really important thing to look at. So, so yes, we realize that this puts you in a difficult position as a teacher, but you have to think about how are we going to react to all this stuff. You know, um, unfortunately, we we have uh, we have a dear leader who. Um, who puts his views up in 140 characters. Yes. Uh, oh, he's been on and one. He's been on one. Uh, and it's interesting because after so long to disavow what was happening and who led the things going on in Charlottesville, he then tweeted today <laughs> that that Confederate memorials will should and will not be replaced. Will not be replaced. Using that same terminology, so we will not be replaced. We will not be replaced, and um, and fine. I'm not trying to replace you. <laughs> like, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to get. <laughs> so let's let's. Uh, so that's our teaching Trump Charlottesville uh, uh, segment. We have um, we have some resources on the Facebook page from Teaching Tolerance. Check them out. Um, from alternet.org. They may have certain political leanings, maybe. Um, but there's some great resources. And if but you, those political leanings are still against racism. That's right. And right. Nazis. Exactly. <laughs> so, so you know you can pick and choose, right? I mean, is that ever a bad political leaning? No. Yeah. It's like, well, some people in favor racism, and other people are for racism. <laughs> We're just different. <laughs> well, you know, we just feel like. We just wish we could go back to a time where black people knew their place. That's right, that's right. Where there were less Mexicans. Where women weren't trying to work. Where, where women weren't trying to work. Or go where, to school. I didn't have to hear about your gender. Yeah. I, I don't why have to, why, like, why do I have that. to think about your pronouns? That's right. Or your sexual preference. Or your like, sexual preference. Keep it to yourself. Right? You know? So, I mean, it, it comes back to what you said about how ideology is fine as long as it's not an ideology of exclusion or an ideology of persecution. That's right. And I think that's what we're kind of looking at. So... We have to teach in a couple days. Yes, it's coming. This is what, what it's all about. Get back in the game. So what are you hoping for this year, man? What are oh, you man. thinking? Of, what are you trying to do? What am I trying to do? <laughs> uh, save the world. Okay, okay. <laughs> save the world. One 11-year-old at a time. <laughs> One 11-year-old star start at the beginning. But no, my hopes, you know, for me uh, this year is that, um, you know, that I really am able to engage 100% of my students that I'm able to truly connect with 100% of my students. Yeah. That I'm able to put something throughout the year that at least 
truly impacts those students in a way that will be remembered beyond, you know, my classroom, beyond our curriculum, uh, some life knowledge. Man, I was just hoping to have access to the copier. Yeah, yeah that's your hope. You're like, <laughs> that's my if I hope. I get access to the copier. You know, but those are like, nah, my, you're right, those you're right. are my big hopes, yeah. you know, to, to see kids grow. I hope that we see a shift in our culture, you know, and I, I hope to start to see kids feel more on the same page. I don't want them to all be best friends. I don't have to be. Yeah. But I want them to all see themselves, particularly our younger kids, our yeah. sixth graders, seventh graders, and eighth graders, as part of this great community. Yeah. And and start to develop a desire to treat each other respectfully yeah. and equitably and to stand up for each other. You know, I just feel like I'm ready to see this ultimate change, this shift where people are starting to think about the bigger picture. You know, and I know I'm like really idealistic, you know. Yeah. I think you go in every year and it's like, this is the year where we change the world. Yeah. This is the year. And I, and I, I go into it and you never know that it very well might have been the year that we changed the world. And, yeah. and it might be 10 years down the road. And they're like, that's right. I learned this yep. at this school from this teacher, yep. and that's what I'm carrying with me yeah. from here till eternity. Yeah. And I'm getting everybody on my side. Yeah, you know, you're like you're like the staff hype man right now. I'm trying to be because I'm because you know, and, and I had a I had a rough summer yeah. like moving and trying to do all this stuff. <laughs> no doubt. Um, but I've been talking to a few of you, and it and it sounds like a lot of schools are attempting to do the same thing that we're trying to do, which is we have we have uncharted waters that we're sort of venturing into yep. and i would argue that every year represents uncharted waters yep. like i was teaching at the beginning of social media <laughs> <laughs> and we're like what are we going to do about this myspace <laughs> right wait for it to go away wait for it to go away oh it's just a fad right you know so so i feel like every moment is a watershed moment yep. when we go into into teaching and so um if you are in a building where a lot of people are very frustrated about student behaviors, about the, the culture of the student population, about the degree to which teachers are being spread thin, um, teachers of color, if you're feeling isolated. I, I think, I don't know if this helps or hurts to say a lot of us are feeling the same way. Yeah, yeah. And so I think that, but I do really think that we are, the thing that gives me a little bit of solace every day as I sit down to try to plan what I'm doing is the fact that we ain't never been here before. That's right. It's not like I'm trying to chart a journey like through the mountains and I know that there's a, there is a way to get here across that mountain and if I just follow the map correctly I'll get there. Schools aren't like that. There is no map. There is never a map. Nope. And so I think the thing that we have to keep in mind is that as we are in uncharted waters, we have we have leadership at the national level the likes of which we have not seen in a very long time. That's right. We have a social media presence, the likes of which we have never seen. We have access to ideas and technology, the likes of which we haven't seen. We're going to screw up a few times. That's it's right. not going to be perfect. That's and right. so the more we're able to roll with this stuff and just say, okay, so like the reality is that my work just has to be different this year. And I think this is where I'm going. I'm going to be pretty specific on mine. And, I'm, and I see what you pulled up on your screen. Yes, so yeah, I, th I yeah. think it'll actually fit okay, in really ahead, well. Um, honestly, like like black lives matter in my classroom and i think i've i've arrived at this moment where it's like we we have just got to make this the center of our social justice discourse and and our pedagogy so um, it's almost like it just like slavery um during the abolitionist period yeah. was the ultimate progressive cause right yep. it yep. was ultimately yep. where progressives lie i think that you know 
his Black Lives Matter stuff yeah. is right now. Like you said, it's the pinnacle of, of where we're at. And I think, you know, if people get caught up because it's Black Lives Matter. Right. But but really, you know, really talking about the Dakota Access Pipeline, right? We, we're we talking are. About, we're, but, but I will say, I will say that there is something unique in the black experience in the United States. Like, my people were able to sort of pass at different points. Yeah, yeah. Uh, people don't know that uh, David Farragut, who is a commander of a ship in the Revolutionary War, well, was of quote-unquote Hispanic Spanish. origin. He was from Spain, y'all. He was from Spain. <laughs> and we like to claim that stuff yeah, yeah. because I feel like in my community we've gone to great lengths to, to claim to the European stuff to separate. and to have derogatory ways of talking about our indigenous right. like brothers and sisters. And so I think that the... The level of exclusion and, and persecution and exploitation and violence that has faced the black community is is unique. I think our, our Native American brothers and sisters yep, are I, right I, there yeah, too, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. But, I, but I do think we have to be able to say that black lives matter because in the overall history of this country, black lives have not mattered to the right people. That's right. Right? And so I think that, like, I, you know, we were just conversating off air about... I've got this kind of music appreciation class that I'm going to be teaching, and I'm going to make hip-hop the center of it because it's a way to sort of say, no, actually, everything else, all other forms of musical expression are going to be on the periphery, and they're going to be additive. Hip-hop is what we're going to do, and everything that leads up to hip-hop is what we are going to do, um, and, and I think that's like the big thing that I'm sort of striving for, that and making sure that my kids don't think I'm an idiot, like, <laughs> disorganizing <laughs> Crazy and so all your that hope is to stuff. stay organized oh too. God. On top of that, I'm sure you're gonna do a great job. But I, I love <laughs> what you're saying, and I think uh, like to me, uh, I, I pulled up uh, the Dead Press song "Overstand." Yeah, yeah, yeah. And to me, it has like this last part where they're just speaking words, uh, or kind of like a monologue at the end. And I just want to read through what it says. Do it. it. Says change is necessary to evolution. The universe contains incredible diversity, and you cannot experience it all within the confines of one comfortable lifestyle. Look ahead to what you will think of your life at its end. You will probably not want to look back and say it was cozy and dull. Mm. Thus, react positively to what seems to be disaster. Mm. Remember that what seems to now be disaster may be an important step That's right. toward evolution. That's right. And may even be identifiable as some such point in the future. Right? And, and to me, when I hear that line, I think of my that, kids. Like, you just like changed my attitude about the whole school year right now. Because I, because I got one day to plan. <laughs> And don't even front, y'all. Well, you know, you know, you know it's just, it's you, you too. Like I know a lot of y'all posturing and fronting, That's talking right. about. Well, well, I've been playing since mid July. <laughs> no, you haven't. You're lying. You're, you're lying. You're lying. <laughs> so I mean, but I but I find that really affirming because you know it is one of those things where like things might seem a mess right That's now. That's right. But. But the, but in that mess is like opportunity. That's to, where it comes from. Like I have to do things differently this year than I have the last few years if I want to be happy. If I want to be a good husband, baby, I'm so sorry for how I've been treating you. my moods. If I want to be a better father, if I want to be there for my students, if I want to be a, ba- a better son, if I want to be a better friend, like I can either choose to continue to have things just fall apart the way they always right. have. Or I can find new ways to construct those to grow. things. And, and because, like, like it says, there's always it's always happening. Always it's happening. always crumbling. Always happening. And we're always looking to say, oh, look at this generation. 
that that generation is yeah. the next step, yeah. right? And we look yeah. at our kids and we're like, oh, look at their texting. They don't even communicate. But maybe they're taking it to a whole new level and they're getting a deeper understanding. Someone was like, they don't use words. They use yeah. pictures now. Yeah. Yeah. We're moving back. Maybe we're coming full circle. Yep. Pictures can convey things. Oh, yeah. Like we say, a well, picture's worth a thousand words. And, and my own child is... Um, yeah, she's been on it. She's on, Inst- she's on Instagram. And, and she's uh, killing it. And she's her killing day, it. She is killing it. She is killing it. But like her ability to interpret satire, create satire, be thoughtful, poke fun at irony. These are things I couldn't do when I was 12. And so I think that there are different types of intelligences that are being developed as a result. You know, and the other thing I think of is like... Is like the line that really resonates with me when we talk about how uh, look ahead to what you will think of your life at its end, you will probably not want to look back and say it was cozy and dull. Like, I remember I had a student teacher a few years ago who was like, you know, I knew a teacher when I was a kid who all he would do is he had this big file cabinet of everything he did and all he did was change the dates. Yep. Man, why That's would you want to be that teacher? Why would you want to be that teacher? Now, I, I'm not a fan of, shout out to Doris Dempsey, who taught me that you should not reinvent the wheel, wheel every every single time you That's get in right. the car. But but you should, like... Take you, a different route. You should take a different route sometimes. You should add a little bit at a time and say, hey, you know what? This unit was 90% great. I'm going to maybe tweak... This? If I tweak 5% of the 10% that wasn't great... How, how much of a difference is that going to be? And again, I'm I, I'm a little bit more of a math guy than you purport to yes. be. Um, and so, but I think that that's good, mathematically <laughs> speaking. <laughs> I would agree. I can pass that yeah. test. So yeah, and I'm teaching sixth grade this year. I got two. I got two You're classes of the sixth team, graders. Homie. Part of the team, man. Part of the team. So that's going to be kind of fun. It's going to be um, awesome. Looking forward to it. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's just you know, just hopes and goals. I mean, I think like I mean, I think that really when it really comes down to it, y'all. Like, you can't plan every minute of the day. And if you can, please email us at 2dopeteachers.gmail.com. We really want to learn a little bit. But I think that there's an extent to which, you know, if you embrace being in a state of reinvention, and this is apart from mandates from any given school district or new policy policy shifts that are happening. You know, we have uh, Candidate Johnston talking about how this this new approach to college readiness and we have a lot of these things happening. You know, I'm not saying that you should just sit back idly by and just conform to whatever's happening. But embrace the evolution that comes as a consequence of your evolution as a person. I think I've spent a lot of the last few years longing for the days when uh, longing for the type of teaching I was able to do early on. Then I look at my life right now. Well, early on, I wasn't married. That's right. Early on, I didn't have a daughter who is the light of my life. That's right. My saying to myself that I would trade those things so that I get my copies made on time. Yeah. So I I am not the same teacher at 41 that I was at 23. And I I should not be. I don't want to be. I look back and I'm like, all right, I was good, but but I like my life right now. And I have to remind myself that like I like the life that I'm living right now. That's it. That's it. And it just it just means the work is different. Um, and the world is different. And I'm know? willing. I'm, I'm, I'm willing to evolve. They're making an announcement. They're making an announcement. We're supposed oh, to. We got to get our pictures. We got to get our taken. pictures taken. Oh, we'll do that. Next. We got like we got 28 minutes to do okay. that. And then I gotta go to I gotta go see my wife because she has my keys. Oh. And because I forgot them at the house. <laughs> And I was like, oh, I got to go back and get them. She at is. least she's, she's in like, the she, neighborhood. She teaches like two blocks away. She's at our, our and, sister school, our yep. sister elementary. And she's like, 
she's like, okay, I'll be there, you know. So she's gonna be in there. Uh, shout out to her setting up her her classroom. Yeah. It's some crazy stuff. Awesome. Can we get a picture taken? Are you gonna get a haircut before? Like, I'm gonna hey, put I you on blast. I need to get a haircut. I'm getting my haircut. Alyssa, I'm coming to find you this weekend. I know you work on Sunday. I'm gonna come and get my haircut. See, my barbershop's not open on Sunday, but I'm gonna try to get in there. I'm gonna try to either get in there today, you know. In the neighborhood, Friday night. Fr- yeah. yeah, trying to get your haircut on and, and Friday. For real, y'all. For real. Yeah, that's, a, that's a real deal. See, I can't go too early. Like Sunday works because like mine grows back. This is two weeks. Yeah, right yeah, here. Yeah, and so, but but that's the other thing I think I want to tell everybody is that like I I went and got a shirt and tie that's way too expensive. <laughs> Um, I didn't. Re- now, real talk. I thought they were on sale. <laughs> you know how it is. You get you to the get register, there, like, and you're and and I was like, I thought all. The, no, it's that. I bad. thought all the shirts. No, were it's that Half bad. off. They're like, oh, except for these particular shirts. <laughs> and I was like, and you're not gonna be like, oh, I, I guess I can't afford that. I'll be like, Shh, I knew, I knew. Of course, I, I got this. I spent dog. this. I got. I man, I'm gonna spend all this money. And so like, but no, I'm saying like. Like go and like I love haircuts. Yeah. Um. Go go get your hair done. Go get an get outfit right. that you like. Ladies, get your nails. Get right. your nails done. Get your if hair that's in. what you if do. If that's what you if do. That's what you do. Feel good about what you what you rock. Make For sure you real. got some new shirts. For real. Get some new shirts. Get some new shoes. Kicks. Some new kicks. Like, it's a fresh I got a whole new closet of social justice t-shirts, fresh school man. Days. I got some new ones. I got some I got, new joints too. I got. I got my Ready? yeah. Unveil I got a Gandhi. I got a sitting bull. There we Express. Shout out to Express. Express, I found a t-shirt there that in black lettering all over this burgundy shirt, it says, Be the Disruption. Oh, yeah, I saw that you were wearing that. I'm like, tight. what? What? So I'm so I'm ready to represent. By the way, I tried to create something last year at my school. want you all to maybe try to participate. Social Justice, Justice Mondays, Monday. all right? So we got to come. So you know how tired we are in the morning when we come back from a Sunday? Well, m- what better time to be woke than, than, social than a Justice Monday morning? Monday. So Social Justice Monday, that's going to be. And, and what we want how you to do. How do you participate? Do, you can participate by representing social justice on your physical person. Somehow. So so like what I would do is I've got the there are these great t-shirts. Um I have one that said we out. Yes. in white letters and and it's a it's a fake history quote attributed to Harriet Tubman 1849. It's a summary. It's a summary. It's a summary. It's a synthesis. It's a synthesis of the work that she intended to engage in. And so you 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 know Take a stand for social justice, guys. Like, like that's one of those things. And this does not require that you preach to anybody. It's just you walk you around with a shirt. teacher. You wear a and t-shirt. here's the beauty of it too. Like sometimes we wear a shirt, it creates a, a conversation. Like I have a shirt that says "I can't breathe." Yes, to Eric Garner. It's and funny some people, when people are like, like you cross eyed. You with can't that breathe. Shirt. <laughs> I'm like, no, it's a reference to Eric Garner. Or they laugh because the they think it's choked out. They 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 laugh because they think it's a joke. Yeah, like they're like but, it's but a, they don't know the joke, but they want to ask you what the yeah, joke is. They're yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. but it's like, like, oh, I can mm. see, I can see, you know. And some people get it, you know. Yeah. And, and uh, it, I think it's it's a way to spark a conversation, it is, right? It and, is. And, and I think the more people are seeing this stuff, and uh, kids especially, they're like, yep. oh, you're you're politically conscious. Yep. You you get it, and, and it's funny because kids will be like, "Oh, I love that shirt. I yeah. like that shirt." And we we got a brother out at another school um, who uh, who has found all these shirts. Like he he wore he wore a Colin Kaepernick shirt yep, yep. Uh, to this thing, and you know I think it's one of those things where 
Controversy, of course. But what do we want? Do we want kids to just be sort of reified and to become cogs in the in the machine of industrial capitalism? Or do we want them to be passionate and worked up and fired up to learn and grow and do things and participate? Yeah. I, I don't, I, that's a rhetorical question, y'all. Like yeah. I think, I think yeah, you know think the answer know. to that. But I, th- but I think, so, so, so what we would love for you to do is if you're on social media, yes, tweet us your pictures of you representing Social Justice social Mondays. Social Justice Mondays. Uh, post them on Instagram. Put them on the Facebook hashtag page. Social Justice Monday. Hashtag Social Justice Monday. Hashtag Stay Woke. Right. Because that's what we're trying to do. Um, so I'm man. I gotta tell you, we we talked about this as a catharsis episode, yeah. man. And I'm, yeah. are, I'm, are you feeling? I'm you feeling, feeling better. Good? I'm feeling better. That's how it always works. I'm feeling better. That's how it always works. Um, I gotta stop paying my therapist. I feel like you. <laughs> I feel like you're better. <laughs> I charge. I'm Cause, part, cause part you, cheaper. Because you're always gonna and you're always gonna say nice things about That's me. That's it. At it. least to me. Therapists start to keep it real with you. They're like, you know what? You're part of the problem. You're like, no. Well, see, mine won't do that. He'll that's not what I want to say. Hear. Something like, so what is it that? <laughs> Can you identify any actions that may have led to this pass? And I'm like, I'm like, nah. Nah. Nah, no, I can't. I'm not that reflective. I don't know. I can't. I, I don't I'm, know. I don't know what you're talking about, sir. People have bad attitudes. <laughs> Man, people just people be tripping. People be tripping. <laughs> That's what the problem is. That should be another hashtag for this episode. People be tripping. <sighs> Man, well, you ready to go and get this work? I'm man? ready. We gotta go get our picture taken. Yeah, we gotta get this picture taken. Um, as we said at the top of the show, you can find us on Facebook. Uh, you can also find us on Instagram and on Twitter. Um, subscribe to us on iTunes and Google Play. Definitely. And if you like what you're hearing, uh, write a review. If you don't like what you're hearing, you can just keep that yeah, nonsense yeah. to yourself. <laughs> like, because and you come out and do a better podcast. That's yeah? right. That's, That's right. right. Yeah, because we up here. We up in this we place. out here. You know what though? I, I'm so competitive. Like there are other like education podcasts, and I'll listen to them. And be like, they That's whack. Right. They like, whack. If you remember the one our school district put out, I played man, it for like five seconds. Man. And I was like, this, this is horrible. Yeah. This has nothing on us. And I think that's what emboldened us to do this. Now we're putting people on blast. Uh, that's how we are. That's just how it is. Blast. Yeah. But uh, yeah, we just, uh, we're really happy to be back. We're hoping to drop a few more episodes for the yeah. beginning of the year because there's just a, there's so much going on. We can't, we do, like, we can't do it fast enough. And uh, But we invite you to like us, follow us. Write us a review that helps others find us. If yep. you feel like that's a positive thing for us, and uh, and we're we're just really happy to be back. I yeah. wasn't happy to be back. I'm happy we to be back there. now. We're getting there. It's, you got time. You got yeah. till Monday. So we got a couple things we want to we want to uh, we want to say to you. The first thing we want to say is to stay woke. Stay woke. Sorry, I should have given you a signal. Oh, yeah. So okay. one, two, three. Stay, stay woke. woke. And the other thing is we always say, as always, every day in front of all your kids in your community as you work for positive change in the world. Stay Stay dope. dope.